Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, I had a conversation the other day with a good friend of mine, and, and he said, you know, I'm okay with the Gospels. I'm good with this whole Jesus thing, and, and I, I believe he's the Son of God, and I, I think I'm a Christ follower. But you know what? I got a real hard time with the Old Testament. I, how is it possible that people lived 900 years? I don't even get it. That can't possibly be right. I only believe some of what the Old Testament has to say. And, and here's, here's the issue. I run into that a lot with Christ followers. And, and here's the, de- the deal is we've been given the scriptures, who are a, which is a love letter from God that's 1,500 some pages long that describes the character and the qualities of our Heavenly Father. And you don't really get to pick and choose. There may be some, some things in the Old Testament and the New Testament that are really hard to believe. You know, I don't know which is hard to believe, that people lived to be 900 years before, old before the flood, or that Jesus read, raised Lazarus from the dead four days after he was put in the grave. Which one's harder to believe? That Jesus rose himself from the grave. I don't know. They're both pretty unbelievable. But here's the good news. I know it's true about Jesus because my life has never been the same. Do you doubt the Bible? Here's what I also run into. I run into a lot of Christ followers that talk all about the Bible, but they don't read it. You know what? Don't tell me you're a Christ follower if you're not reading that Bible. That's like saying, you know what? I'm an accountant, but I don't work on books. That's like saying, you know, I'm a truck driver, but I never get behind the wheel of a truck. If you're going to be a Christ follower, you need to know what the manual says. Pick it up. Read it. It's incredible from one end to the other. 
And that ends our Jim John for the day. You know, we, we talk about purpose. We talk about goals. We talked about retrospective resolutions at the beginning of this year. I wanted to bring on an author and a coach today that brings a totally new, powerful perspective to all of this. Welcome to I Work For Him, Clustine Herbert. How are you today? Hi, Jim. I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm glad to have you here. I, I'm sorry that I didn't get to hear you today at C3TB, which you, that's the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay. For those of you that are out there that haven't heard me say that a million times, but you can find out more <laughs> about the Christian Chamber online at c3tb.org. Clustine, before we get into what you talked about today and the, the ministry that you're involved in your business, talk to me about how Jesus is making a difference in your life today. Today, how he's making a difference is... Uh, the business that I have, but we'll talk about a little later, I could not do this without him because it's a vision that he gave to me, and it's so huge that I don't even know how I've gotten this far. It's been about almost 13 years. And so I have learned that I have to take my relationship with Christ. Uh, it's more moment. It's not even day by day, moment by moment. I like that because I used to do the whole moment. day by day thing. Yeah, then yeah. I started doing the hour by hour thing. Right. And I'm like, yeah, nope, I keep screwing up every minute. <laughs> so if I did hour by hour, it's like 59 of those minutes. I was unfocused. Absolutely. I mean, it's just so hard to do. So how you said you've been in Florida for about 13 years. Well, no, you said 2001. So 15 years. What brought you to Florida? And where did where'd you come from to get to Florida? So I, um, I was in North Carolina. But even before that, I was in Boston. Before that, I was in England. So I was born and raised in England. And uh, my parents moved to the Boston area because that's where my dad's father was. And um, went to school and decided that even though in my heart of heart, I wanted to be a teacher, I decided teachers didn't make enough money. So I decided in my youthful quote unquote wisdom that I was going to do something different. There was always something in me that said I need to do something different. So I decided to be an engineer. So I followed that path, graduated from college, got my degree, went into engineering. My first job was, was with Johnson & Johnson. Great job. Great job. Great company. Uh, great benefits. I um, was in the medical device industry of J&J. So we design medical devices, uh, knee implants, hip implants. And uh, things were going great until two years into it. I had a lunch with some friends. And the, the topic of conversation that day was, what do you want to do in five years? <laughs> so everybody's talking about, oh, I want to do a patent and I want to be an engineering manager. Who, who do you want to be when you grow up? Listen, today our guest is Clustine Herbert. And she was sharing right before the break about how God moved her from this engineering career. And she sat down on a table with some people and they said, hey, Clestine, what are you going to do five years from now? Take, take the story from there. So they all had their answers. And uh, when they got to me, they said, what about you, Clestine? And I said, everything that you all said, which was everything to do with engineering. And all I could see was a blank slate sure. for my future. I couldn't see anything else. I went home and that really bothered me because I've been I've been active in my church all my life and you know planning this doing that involved in this and so the fact that I could not see what my future was with all these gifts that God had given me it really bothered me and I was like okay God you must have put me on this earth for something what is it and I started to pray and I prayed for six long years 
So during those six years, God moved me from Boston, because by then I was in Boston, and uh, moved me to North Carolina, where I knew nobody. No friends, and you no talk family. Funny. You talk funny. <laughs> you get on there, you talk funny for people from North Carolina. They must be like, where are you from? Yes. And it was actually, it's funny because we couldn't understand each other. So we just agreed to just say yes, okay. And that was about it. But um, so I moved to North Carolina. I didn't know anyone. And that is where my relationship with God got really deep and intimate, where I heard him like you and I speaking, where he showed me what my calling and my purpose was, was to teach people how to have a fulfilling life through him, through speaking and coaching um, and programs and my books and everything else like that. So I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just knew it was going to be done. So I got laid off um, finally at work, got laid off on my birthday. Nice. That was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. And actually what I realized was once I found out that they laid off 117 people, and there were four layoff dates, and I was the only one laid off on my birthday. I knew it was God giving me a message, and he was saying, happy birthday, my daughter. I got something better for you. And I will tell you, it has been a roller coaster ride ever since, but I would never get off this ride because it's so much more exciting than what I was doing before. And so once I got laid off, it was like, okay, God, what should I do? And so the spirit started whispering into my spirit, I needed to move to Florida. And I heard that for months. And finally, most people hear that. And they're like, OK, Lord, I'm good. Uh, Florida. No. I always said I would never live in Florida. Why? What's wrong with Florida? Well, I just thought it was besides the heat, folk. It, besides the heat, <laughs> the horrible traffic, the expensive prices. Well, besides that, I don't know why. you. I mean, there's some great churches down here. Uh, sure. You thought it was for old people, all 20 million old people right, like us. Right, right. So oh, yeah. he had to kind of Ace, do you feel old? Me. Ace is not old. Look at him. He doesn't, he's not he old. He's mighty young. He's young. Yeah. So see, Florida's not just for old people. <laughs> so I was like, okay, God. Finally, after a few months of hearing Florida, Florida, I said, okay. So I uh, did my taxes, rented a truck told my car behind the truck, drove down from uh, North Carolina, Raleigh, actually. Hey to Raleigh. And uh, drove down here to Florida. And I was like, okay, God, what next? And that's how I got here. That's how I got here. And you ended up in Tampa or did you end up in Gainesville? And like... Spring Hill. Oh, that, so, okay. So you ended up in Spring Hill where you're at still today. Which is where I am today. Did you find a church which is caught, what, what, that caused you to stop that far or what kept you from going further south? Funnily enough, the December before, I moved down April 2001, December of 2013, I come to visit my brother who lived in Spring Hill, and he was going through a divorce. And um, I remember distinctly praying in the room, which was a bedroom, but now is my home office. I was on my knees praying, I remember, and I remember the Spirit saying, this is where you're going to live. And I was like, no! But guess who won? God won. So. <laughs> God won. We well, so can that's win how the easy way or uh -huh. win the hard way. Jonah had to learn that exactly. one the hard way. Yeah, exactly. So I ended up in Spring Hill, which since then my brother sold the house to my parents. My sister and I decided to manage it for my parents because my parents still live in Massachusetts. And so that's how I ended up in Spring Hill because other than that, I would not be here. Trust me, I would not be here. So do you miss Massachusetts? You know, I love, I was in the Boston area, so yeah. I love the summers. I love the summer, the fall. All two weeks of it? At, the summer in Boston. <laughs> no, they have great summers in Boston. Nice and hot. It's hot. 
understand. But it's just they've <laughs> and got this weekend history they're going to get like and... two feet of snow. I know. See, I know, that's the jealous. thing. I don't miss the winter. Oh, I miss the winter. I, I, don't I miss, miss the Minnesota. Don't miss I'm... the snow. Okay, so your website, mypurposecoach.com, that's what you ended up with. I mean, that's where you ended up as a coach. As a coach, as a teaching speaker. purpose. And actually, I am a speaker that does coaching. A speaker that does coaching. It's not a coach that does speaking? Right. I'm not sure I understand the distinction between that. <laughs> speaking is my passion. Okay. Coaching is a gift. That is my second passion. But speaking is my first love. And I develop coaching programs and coach other people. A speaker. That's a, a coach. that does coaching. All right. You've got a, a conference coming up here on the 4th and 5th of February. I want to talk about it. And we'll give away tickets right after the break. But let's talk about Ignite Your Image Now. This conference coming up February 4th and 5th. Where's it being held? It's going to be held at the Holiday Inn, right the cor- around the corner from here, actually. Holiday Inn, Tampa West Shore Airport Hotel, 700 North West Shore Boulevard. Yeah, it's right around the corner from the right studio. Right around the corner. And a uh, great hotel, beautiful, and we're just going to have a lot of fun. We're going to go deep, but we're going to have fun as well. So that's a Thursday and a Friday. Thursday and a Friday. Okay. Um, who is this conference perfect for? This conference is perfect for anybody who is an entrepreneur or business owner, and you are feeling stuck. Hello, if you're out there, you're feeling a little stuck, or you're feeling like you need a little help elevating your business and moving it to the next level. We're going to be talking on Monday, on Thursday, excuse me, the 4th, um, February. We're going to be talking about self-image, God's image in you, how it should reflect in your business because that's important. Um, as Christians, God's image should reflect in our business. We're going to be talking Amen about your... that. Say that again slowly. <laughs> Say that again slowly. As Christians, God's image should reflect in our business. That's Some way, somehow. Right. That... <laughs> Right. And here's the way I say that. I say it a little bit differently than you. I said, but uh-huh. if your life has been impacted by Jesus Christ, everything about you should be changing. There's Amen. no way you can possibly Amen. be the Jesus follower on Sunday and mm-hmm. be a typical business person on Monday. Absolutely. Everything about you should be changing because everybody who met mm-hmm. Jesus in the Gospels, they were never the same again. And do you know, though, it took me years to figure out how to merge the two. Well, uh, you know, how to. I understand. Do you understand? I totally understand. That's why we have a radio show about it. This is the (laughs) only radio show in the United States of America on a weekday basis Uh that talks about workplace ministry, that talks about your faith being connected to your workplace. Mm -hmm. It's the only one. There's another guy in Minnesota that's on Sunday afternoons, but this is the only one. It's on a weekday basis. And it's there's such a huge need for this nation. Why? Because the churches don't get it either. They don't right. they don't get that you and me need to be equipped. We need to be discipled very specifically because of mm-hmm. our business skills. Exactly. All wow, right. you get it. Oh no, that's why that's I'm on why the I'm air. Here. I think that's why I'm on the air. Okay, so ignite your image now. The website is igniteyourimagenow.com. You've got it's right here in Tampa, the fourth and the fifth of February. You've mm-hmm. got some guests. Yeah. Talk about your guest hosts. Cheryl Pollins. speaker, excuse me. Cheryl Pollins, she is a branding expert. She is amazing. She's got an amazing brand, iconic brand. Uh, she's going to be talking about branding. Your your So um, on Thursday, it's the inner image. On Friday, it's the outer image. So she'll be talking about branding. Nicole Williams will be talking about uh, social media image. And then Lisa Emmons, I'm so excited. She's going to be talking about your personal image your personal style color so basically what we're doing is we're looking at the whole person your spiritual image your mental image your god's image how to if you do not see yourself there then you cannot get there so how do you elevate your self image so that you can see yourself there we're going to be talking about that 
Thursday, so the inner image. And then the next day, Friday, is all about your outer image because that needs to, we're representing Christ. Right. right. So that looks needs to look good too. So they're going to help you with that. We got to attract people to Christ. If you're smelly and dirty <laughs> and unkempt, people are going to go, well, why would I want to do business with that person? Uh-huh. I mean, That's it a... really, do, and people don't think about that, but uh-huh. we've got to be able to attract people. We've got to have the opportunity to have conversations with people about Christ. Uh-huh. And if we're smelly, dirty, messy, there may be some people that you really reach out to, but not in the big city. You're going to have to go out in the country. Right. But, uh, okay, so is this conference just for women or is this for women and men? Women and men. I always have both. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Both. I'll just ask him because you got all women speakers. What about your singer? Who's the singer? Thancha. Thancha's going to be singing. Thancha. And she actually has, uh, she tried out for American Idol. I just never heard the name, but I don't have TV anymore, so I, I never heard about her on American <laughs> Idol. But that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're hearing all about the Ignite Your Image Now conference. You got this. Is it an all-day thing, both Thursday and Friday? It sure is, 8.30 to 5. 8.30 to 5, and it's right here in the West Shore area. It is. 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. All right, Clestine, we've heard your story. We've heard how you got to Florida. We heard how the Lord said, hey, this is what I want you to do with your life. So let's let's talk about... You, you you said when we forward, uh, before we got started on the show that you help people get unstuck. Mm-hmm. You love to help people get unstuck. What do you mean, get unstuck? Well, there's a lot of people out there that are feeling stuck. You're kind of um, going through the routine of life. Your life feels mundane. Or you know you're supposed to be doing something else. You just don't know where to turn, which way to turn, what to do, how to get started, if you should get started, I kind of help to quiet all of that chitter chatter in your head and give you some clarity and then give you strategy so that you can get on the path that God has for you. There's a lot of information out there, a lot of information. Oh, absolutely. And it's very confusing for entrepreneurs and business owners. It's like, well, which one should I pick? So one of the things I do is I look at your strengths. And based on your strengths, say, okay, let's go in this direction because let's work through your strengths to get yourself out there to move your business forward. It's so much easier and it's less stressful. So, but where did you get your expertise in order to help people take their, because you're doing this all from a perspective of a Christ follower. You're, you're really helping people that are Christ followers to really direct this purpose in their lives. Where did you get the expertise to do this? You said you were an engineer. So how did God shift you into being a purpose coach? I love that question because one of the things that we sometimes forget is that God gives us our gifts. And If you remember my story, I said that um, there was something in me that said I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't follow that. I followed money. I was telling them earlier. So, um, <laughs> and it's okay, the money. but we need to tell the teachers out there, listen, we appreciate yes, we that do. you work for just about nothing, yes, we do. that you deal with the hassles of kids who don't have parents that care. And we're so grateful for how we hard are. you work mm-hmm. as you're listening today. We're grateful. That's not what she's not saying, that is not but it I'm is saying. a very difficult calling in today's world. It is. And I have lots of friends that are teachers and I appreciate every one of them. However, in my foolishness, can I say that youth Absolutely. foolishness, I decided to follow money which is never follow money, people don't do it because you won't be happy. I was not. So um, when I started the business, it's, it, was, it was a step-by-step thing. So I knew I needed to speak. So I just started going out there and trying to get myself out there as a speaker. And then um, I had a friend say, you know what? You should get into coaching because people will always come into me for advice. In fact, when I was an engineer, the best part of my job was when the managers 
and my colleagues would come into my office and ask me for advice. That is my gift. And wow. so I took my gift and God said, this is your gift. And I started to create programs for my clients. So when I would do coaching with my clients, I would see they would have a need. So I would create a coaching tool and it just started to grow and to develop. So now I have about four or five or six group um, coaching programs and uh, coaching programs and curriculums that I use for my clients, depending on what their needs are. And it just kind of, you know, I have to thank God for my clients because I grew, developed my programs through them where they got successes. So I saw that, you know, this worked. So you Um, watched God orchestrate, weave all of that together. It was, it's all him. It's all him. Hey, I want to thank Lena for calling. And first of all, thank Lena, thank you, Lena, for listening to I Work For Him. We're so grateful you're part of that audience. I don't know if I've seen your name on the I Work For Him Nation. You should go out to iworkforhim.com, <laughs> Lena, tonight and join the nation. Commit to pray for your coworkers and employees every day by name. But thanks for calling in. L- Lena from Lithia, she won both the tickets, so they're both Yay. gone. We'll get those out to you in the mail tomorrow morning. All right, so going back to your story. So God, equi- he, he helped you develop all this while you're working in your other job. No, no, no. no. So, I was, I so was that working was after for that. You're already done. So while you're working with the clients, you developed all this. I developed all of this as I was going along, you know, step by step, developing the programs, um, getting out there, doing workshops, et cetera, et cetera. And so now looking back, I, you know, because it used to be a struggle and I'm like, well, why do I have to go through a struggle and everybody else? It just seems to be so easy. No, that's not true. But <laughs> wait a minute. Give me a Bible character that had to do something significant that it was easy for him. I know. Name one. I can't. That's right. Yeah. You can't. That's correct. Okay. All right. So, but you mentioned on your website that you're uniquely equipped to help women. Now, Mm -hmm. you're a woman, Mm -hmm. so that gives you an an up on any guy because you you can understand it. But as much as I've learned in almost 30 years of marriage is that (laughs) you can't ever figure out a woman. So how do you use that unique equipping that has been given to you to help women in business? How, I mean, are you only work with business people or do you, I mean, you work with people in ministry? I mean, what's, what's the focus when you're helping people on MyPurposeCoach.com, when people come to you for coaching, mm-hmm. are they business people or are they people in all walks of life? 90% are business people. Okay. So that is my um, 2008. God stopped me in my tracks and said, Clestine, you need to focus on Christian business owners. Okay. And so that's who I started to target. Um, but what I do is they come to me because they want to make more money or get more clients or they're having struggles in their bu- business. However, a lot of times... I see that there's something else personal or spiritual that's going on. And we have to work through that first before we can do business. But once we work through that, the other stuff is so easy because now the ideas are coming. You know, they're not they don't have that block, that mental or spiritual block anymore because we've cleared all that clutter. So now the ideas are coming. So they don't need me as much because, okay, I get it. They're getting clarity now. And now it's easy for me to say, okay, let's go this way. Let's put this strategy together and let's move you forward. So let me just restate what you just said, because I love what you said. And I, and I believe this is really you help them deal with the sin issues in their life that because and I talk about it all the time I deal with business men mm-hmm. and I say, listen, if your marriage is screwed up, I can't solve your business problems. You if, you, if you're not being a good father, I can't solve your business problems because those things are more important than your business. And we can focus all day long on your business. But if your personal life's a mess, 
it's a waste of time and money. Absolutely. So that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. We're talking to Clestine Herbert. She's a speaker. She's a coach. She's an author. You can find out more about her online at MyPurposeCoach.com. She got to speak today to the audience at the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay. And you guys all know that on the Wednesdays when the Christian Chamber is meeting, I bring on the guest that spoke so we can talk more about the Christian Chamber and also give that speaker a chance to just get an even bigger audience. But the Christian Chamber of Commerce is touching lives all over Tampa Bay. Find out more about them online at c3tb.org. All right, so you you started this ministry, which it's a business, but you started this ministry. You're you're helping people really get unstuck. You're dealing with really you're dealing with the garbage in their lives that's got the, the miry clay in their lives that's holding them back. Mm-hmm. Give me a success story. Give, give me don't use names of course, but right. talk talk about one of the one of the really cool circumstances where you get to help somebody and where they're at today. So actually, it's funny. I just got uh, two new clients recently, and um, just it, it warms my heart. This is what I wake up for in, in the mornings. One woman, she's actually out of state, and she um, she said she just couldn't take it anymore. She's just so frustrating. You know, every year she's trying, trying, and every year it's the same results, and she could not deal with it anymore. She went on Facebook, and she says, I never come into her news feed. She met me at another conference. I never come into her news feed. Just so happens I come into her news feed that day on Facebook. So she clicks on it. She ends up going to my website. On my website, I have a place where if you're interested in getting a clarity consultation, complimentary, um, you can sign up on there. So she did that, and she scheduled an appointment. We had an appointment, and she said to me that she, after the, the session, she felt so at peace, more at peace than she ever had had with all the training that she'd been having in the last couple of years, and that she knew that God had sent her to me and vice versa, and that she knew that things were going to turn around. So the people don't think we're offering some freaky religion thing. Clarity consultation, because that just, you throw that out there, like, <laughs> woo, there should be like spaceship music there. <laughs> woo, come in for a clarity consultation. No, I'm not making fun of it, but I, when you all said right, that, I'm like, right, oh, we're right. going to have to explain that. Right. I think I understand what you're talking about, uh-huh. <laughs> but I think you should explain that one. Um, basically, what I do is I do a combination of coaching and mentoring. So okay. coaching... Simply put, is asking questions. Right. God is the best coach. When Adam and Eve sinned, he said, how do you know you're naked? You know, so God asks questions because questions make you stop and think, right? And it helps you to move forward. So coaching is questions. Mentoring is giving advice. So I do a combination of the, the two. In a clarity session, my job is to help you to detangle all of that mental clutter where you're feeling confused and afraid and doubtful and discouraged and frustrated is to just clear through all of that. And by the end of the session, the individual normally has clarity that, okay, they know what their next step should be. And that is my intention and goal in a clarity uh, coaching consultation. That's what I figured it was, Mm -hmm. but I just thought we should put some clarification. (laughs) All right. So how, this coaching skill that you've been given, did you, did you see the Lord working on that? I mean, you said 
when you were working as an engineer, you saw people coming into you for advice. Mm-hmm. So you saw that you had a natural draw to you. The people came to you. Right. Somehow you had this sign over your a spiritual sign over your forehead that says, come ask me a question. I can help you. Mm-hmm. How many of those opportunities when, when you had people in your office and they're asking you questions, how mm-hmm. many of those opportunities did you get a chance to pray with people? I mean, did you get to do it very often? Um, or is that something sometimes, that, not all the time. Do people ever tell you that that was a, that you could do that? Well, I mean, I work for corporate America, so it's not like it was something you could do, but because I no, was you in the could office, do it, but I did it. All right. So I did it. How many, how did you have a chance to really talk to people about Christ? I, this is the way God works through me. He helps me to help a person redevelop their relationship with God. So I like that question because when I was in corporate America, it always, I was still a little shy and secure. And I always, no, <laughs> that was a long time that ago. That was a long time ago. And I always had a challenge with um, sharing the word, but I wanted to share Christ. I wanted to share God. I had a colleague in my last job in North Carolina. He was true evangelistic spirit. I mean, he would be in the hallway, stop another engineer, and he would be quoting Bible and scripture. He wasn't the most popular person, but that is his calling. That's who he is. So that's what he did. And I would look at that and say, why can't I do that? Because I'm supposed to be doing that. And I'm, I'm probably saying this because somebody needs to hear this. Everybody's got gifts and callings. When I was leaving that job, I remember the director of quality called me into her office, went into her office and she said, Christine, she had a very strong North Carolina accent. And she said, Christine, I have to tell you. And she said, I've been here 19 years. And I've never seen anybody affect people the way you did. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she said, there are people that had lost their belief in God who are now going back to church. And I just burst out crying because the whole time I was at that job, every day I would pray that God would use me to bring people to Christ. And every day I thought I failed because I was not quoting scripture. Sure. But what God was doing, he was using me working through me with my personality, the way that I like to encourage people and support people and give them advice, my character and my integrity, people, that speaks volumes. Sometimes we like to quote quote scripture, but then our character and conduct is not pleasing to Christ. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is God was working through me because of my character, my integrity, my conduct. I was allowing his image to reflect through me and that then brought them to Christ. And I cried and weeped because I thought I had failed Mm. in evangelizing for him. And I hadn't because he worked through my personality to get to them. And I never knew that. And I was so grateful that she shared that with me because I would have left thinking that I had failed. So God had used you like human fertilizer To help other people grow in right, Christ. Right, right. Human fertilizer. Exactly. I mean, I, but then my friend Mike, who was an engineer as well, he did the scripture thing. and the, But that was his his gifting, his personality. That's the way God worked through him. You know, so well, we There are some people that have that things. gift that the scripture exactly. just comes right to them and comes out. I mean, I got to work at it. All right. So what are you, because when you're a coach and as coaches, Mm -hmm. because I do a lot of coaching and mentoring, most of the time I use a two by four and just hit people up the head and say, what is, what are you thinking? But what you, you, you're feeding into people all day long. Mm -hmm. 
And so there's a danger there when you feed into people all day long. Number one, that you get burned out. Number two, that sometimes you you begin to think it's that the incredible wisdom and knowledge you have is from you instead mm-hmm. of from God. What are you doing to keep yourself grounded? What are you doing to keep yourself healthy in your spiritual relationship with the Lord as you're coaching? Because coaches mm-hmm. get drained. I mean, it's like right. you get you're pouring out all day uh-huh. long. So the first thing I do when I get on the call is I pray with the person. So. I don't know whether you're a Christian or not when you call me. So I say, do you mind if I pray with you? I have never had anybody tell me no in the 13 years I've had my business. You got to say it again. (laughs) Do you mind if I pray with you? The next part. You never had anybody tell you no. Oh, I've never had anyone tell me no. Right. And, and I want—I've said that on the air before. I'm just—I I did not pay Clestine to say that. <laughs> I've been telling you guys that for years already, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's just so true. I have never had a single person say no. Don't pray with me. Right. I, I just—I mean, seriously, never. Mm-hmm. And and because you're, if you're not doing it to beat them over the head with the Bible, they're grateful for it. I've had. How, tell me this: after you're done praying, have you ever had anybody say, "Thank you for praying for me"? Oh, yeah. And All the time. You're like, thank you. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I get that and you're like, yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. All right. So sorry. I didn't mean it to make about me, but no, I just, you, were, you were echoing no, something right. I have said in the air 50 times, maybe 100 times. <laughs> just like, pray with people. It makes a difference. It does. It, it does. really makes a difference. Okay. So what are you doing? So you're praying with people. With what them. else are you doing to keep yourself fed, healthy, and on your knees? So I pray with them at the end. I pray. I then afterwards, I try to schedule at least a 30 minute window in between my sessions, which I never used to do, which is why I got drained at the end of the day so that I can replenish myself. And then what I do is I uh, express my gratitude to God. I talk to God. I get going with him. Um, I feed myself the word. So I have to allow him to download into me, which is what he's doing anyway when I'm in the sessions. But I have to allow myself to get recented before the next client. Are Otherwise, you... what's going to be happening is it's kind of like I would be like a, a, a jug or um, a container where you're pouring out and you just keep pouring out. And then at the end of the day, you're empty. So what I do is I make sure I keep replenishing throughout the day. So I'm, my energy is still up and he's still downloading. And because a lot of times I hear people say, wow, how did you know to ask that question? All right. So do you, I mean, most days are you coaching all day long or do you have a certain days of the week that you're doing? I mean, because you know, your, your primary thing you said, you love to speak. How often do you get to speak? Um, I speak. Well, it's funny because this last couple of weeks I spoke six after tomorrow, it'll be six speaking engagements in nine days. And so it depends on a light month. It might be two or three times a month. And on a heavy month, it's, you know. Heavy, but like it's not 10. heavy when it's your passion. It should come easy. Exactly. Or it is, is it easy. all over Tampa Bay or are you flying and you travel all over the country? I used to do a lot of, most of my clients were national. Up until four or five years ago, I was like, you know what? Nobody knows me here. So I started to do local networking, but I'm going to go back out on the national circuit. And what I do when I say national circuit is I speak at churches across the country, um, conferences, and businesses. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. So what do you see as one of the most common struggles for the entrepreneur out there? You know, what I found with heart-centered or Christian-centered uh, entrepreneurs, having a problem with talking about money. What do you mean? Um, I had this problem as well. So because this is my gift, it's almost like you feel guilty 
uh, charging for it. Right. Because it's a gift. Right. Right. So it's not so much of an effort. So, oh, my goodness, now I got to ask you for money when it's just so easy. And I find a lot of the people that come to me, that is one of their challenges is the reason why they're having the challenge is because they don't see the value and they don't, they feel there's a part of them that feels a little guilty about asking for money for what they're doing. So how did you learn to overcome that? Because you got to eat. Prayer and supplication. I could <laughs> A lot of prayer and supplication. And God had to kind of little by little just show me that um, it's a gift he gave me. And I had to find scripture. I had to find scripture about, um, especially as since I'm teaching the word, especially when I go into church, churches sure. and speak, that it was okay, even though I was teaching the word, to be able to get a stipend or a There's all kinds of scriptures or things that, like that support that. Yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta eat and God gotta says, eat. hey, you got to take care of those that are teaching you. Yeah. Exactly. So you're saying you do most of your speaking right now all over Tampa Bay or all over Florida? Yes, all over um, Tampa Bay. Um, and I, you know, every once in a while I'm going out, but I'm about to change that where I'm going to be going out nationally and internationally more often than not. We're talking today with Clestine Herbert. And if you haven't, if you're just tuning in now, you missed an incredible conversation of her life story and how she learned to be a coach and not only to be a coach, but to help people really connect their faith and their workplace through everything that they do and to really recognize God's work in their own life. You can find out more about her online at MyPurposeCoach.com. Clestine, you mention on your website the word purposepreneur. What is a purposepreneur? It is a entrepreneur that has a purpose-driven business. I said we had two minutes. That was 20 seconds. <laughs> All right, so say it again one more time. It's an entrepreneur. Right, so somebody, has, starting, somebody running their own business. Mm-hmm, that has a purpose-driven business. So in other words, you're using your gifts that God has given you, and you're monetizing it. You're creating it into a business just like what I did, basically. When you look at that title, purposepreneur, mm-hmm. and you're talking about people that are entrepreneurs that operate their business with a purpose, but you're really talking about kingdom-minded businesses, people that right. understand that the gifts they've been given, they're stewards of, mm-hmm. and by doing good works, it's part of the kingdom. Absolutely. So that's really what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. Who's the perfect candidate for you? I mean, to, for perfect a Perfect candidate? Yeah. Um, anybody who is ready to get out of their own way. You have a business. It's not where you want it to be, but you know it could be better. You know you should be doing better. Your clients say, oh, you're just amazing, but yet you're struggling. Um, and you need somebody to help you with a step-by-step system, which I have a five-step system called the self-mastery system. Um, you are my perfect client. Helping people get unstuck, that's Clestine Herbert. Find out more about her online at MyPurposeCoach.com. Thanks, Clestine. Hey, as we come to the end of the of another I Work For Him show, fast-moving show, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews for doing a great job handling all those phone calls. Thanks to our show sponsors. Would you take a chance, uh, just take a moment tonight, go out to IWorkForHim.com and look at the bottom of the front page of all the ministry and business sponsors that are part of our show that keep us on the air. These are people that do what they say they're going to do. They're people I'm proud to be partners with. That's why they're part of I Work For Him. And when you're on the website, consider joining the I Work For Him nation tonight. Make that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name.
today that our faith is impacting our workplace by really recognizing that we are, in fact, the image of God in the workplace. And Clestine works with people to help them to get unstuck by, by recognizing the sin, the garbage in their lives that help that keeps them from being successful in the workplace. Because bottom line, people, it, all of us, if we've got garbage going on at home in our personal lives, we are not going to be able to be the effective light for Christ in our workplaces. We need to work on that stuff. And that's part of coaching. That's part of mentoring. That's part of, it's why we get involved in church so we can hear the Holy Spirit and sometimes just being quiet in the pew is sometimes how we hear those things. But it's so important that we recognize that there is a battle going on for the hearts and souls of your coworkers, And we need to take this battle seriously by praying for the people that we work with. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I definitely own my own business. But ultimately, you know what? I work for him.